You're listening to Dave and Giggles on Radio Free Brooklyn. You have 17 voice messages. First voice message. What's going on, dude? You son of a bitch. You can't stop it. I gotta say that today. End of message. I got a big plan. Big idea, bro. Big idea. Message erased. Next message. We're still here. Enjoy it. So DG. Occupy Dave and Giggles. End of message. Next message. Seriously, guys. You know we do a radio show, right? I just want to say that we never claim to be a comedy show. We just (laughs) entertain. You son of a bitch. I'm freaking out. Freaking out. You look so good right now. Give me a chance you want to leave. Dave and Giggles. Dave and Giggles. Uh, We are hanging out with Mark Bryan. And uh, you may know him from Hootie and the Blowfish fame. But he's also done a a lot of solo stuff. And uh, he's a guy that, like, embodies South Carolina. And I want to say in the good way, you know, like, you know, you think of South Carolina and uh, you got some homegrown music and some like the, the moss and the oak trees. And you're bringing me back with your videos and your music, but he's going to be hanging out with us for the next hour. You're listening to David Giggles on Radio Free Brooklyn, and we're just going to hang out. We're going to, we're going to ask you some questions. You can ask us questions. It'll be a little give and take, you know. Sounds good. Thanks bit. for having me, by the way. Yeah, no worries. Thanks. Thank you for coming on and hanging and chilling with us. And uh, uh, markbryanmusic.com. It's a Brian with a Y. Uh, and the new album is out, Midlife Crisis. Yeah. That's awesome. Yes. Congratulations exactly. on that. That is uh, no small task. No, thank you very much for saying it. You're right. It was a lot of work. And uh, especially putting out an album in this day and age, I think, you know, is a little more work than it used to be. I think. Uh, you know, there's just so much you can do on your own now with social media and and playlists and all that kind of stuff that um, it's, it's, it's a lot of work, <laughs> but it's fun. It's, it's work I enjoy, so I'm digging it, you know, and it's it's always exciting to have new music. That is really cool. Yeah. So did you record it during the pandemic? Um, I did. I, I, uh, I, I started right when the thing hit and Ooh. I luckily got um, the rhythm tracks with the bass player and drummer down right before everything hit. And then I was able to do like the mad scientist thing after that and layer all the rest of the parts on. And have, so was it have just really fun. Was it just you in studio, like just kind of mad sciencing all it's, of the instruments? I have it? an engineer and it's actually, and the engineer is actually also my guitar tech from touring. Uh, oh, wow. So we're, we're tight and his, his name is Mikey Costanzo and he's from Bayonne, New Jersey. And he's just really good at what he does. And so Bayonne. Um, yeah, so we uh, just experimented and tried to get the right sounds for every song and had a blast with it. A lot of effects and diff- different layered voices and just fun stuff like that. It was great. Did you take your time with it? Yeah, we, we did kind of. I mean, uh, to the, to some extent, like we weren't on anyone's schedule, but we both loved doing it so much that we did it like 10 hours a day every day. Yeah, right. <laughs> we, we were done pretty quick. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, the name of your album is Midlife Priceless, and I got to ask you because I, I think I'm going through a little bit of a midlife crisis right now. I don't think uh, you're did, at a midlife yet. I don't think you're at a midlife yet. <laughs> I, I feel it coming. I feel it coming. I got to ask you, like, w- w- did you have one? And uh, if you if you don't mind sharing, uh, yeah. yeah, let's talk about. It. Let's get deep. We get deep sometimes. We can, yeah, you know, yeah. we can talk about our feelings and uh, talk about you know some good times and some bad times. We're oh, men sure. with feelings. Yeah, I uh, I did somewhere around. I don't know, 2007 or eight, somewhere in there, 2006. I, I, all of a sudden, I was divorced, and the band was taking a, that hiatus that we took for the last, you yeah. know, 
10, 12 years or whatever it's been before we did the tour in 2019. And so all of a sudden, you know, I woke up one day and I was no longer, you know, the husband of my wife and I was no longer actively, you know, making records and touring as the guitar player for Hootie and the Blowfish. And it was this sort of identity crisis of like, oh, well, if I'm not those things, <laughs> who am I, you know? And when you first hit that, it's daunting and it, and it does, that's what creates midlife crisis is that sort of self-doubt and they're like, who am I? And, but then when you take the time to do the work and go through and discover that your, your identity isn't tied to just one or two things, um, it's very freeing, it's very strengthening. And I came out of it stronger than ever and with a positive attitude and therefore the, the title midlife priceless. But so it was some years ago that I went through it, but I still reflect on it all the time. And I'm the person I am now because of going through that too, you know? So yeah. I think the song that most reflects on the album is probably let your soul light shine. Um, but the, it's funny how the album title sort of thematically works with a lot of the songs. And I didn't do that on purpose. Huh. I love when it happens, you know? Was there, was there a, like uh, a, a, a breaking point where uh, you kind of like let it, go and then kind of moved on was there like a moment of like you for not euphoria but like a moment where you kind of like lifted and said all right i'm gonna be okay yeah i mean uh, i think there there were se several moments of that um you know uh one of them was right after right right when all that happened i went ahead and made an album at that time which was my second solo album and that that was a chance for me to like get back into just doing what i love and not worrying about what happens with it or what people think about it or what it's identified with or connected to is just go in and do what you love. And so that helped a lot. And I also produced another album at the same time for an artist named Doug Jones from down here in South Carolina. Nice. That was all back in like 2007. And that was probably the most therapeutic thing I could have done. And it, we, we spent a couple of months just making, making records. And um, so that helped a lot and it helped me get back on track to doing what I know I love to do. I, I was that I was never in doubt of what I, how right. passionate I am about it. Right. So that came back full force. Yeah. And you also have like a, a lot of like the, the South Carolina music schools and the radio station that you started. So that was the other thing is I kind of, like I was saying earlier, it's sort of wondering what my identity, what else it could be besides, you know, just being the guitar player for Hootie. It was like, I, got to produce other artists, but I also um, helped, uh, I, I got a job with the College of Charleston t teaching music industry. Um, and I did that for 10 years. And that was a very rewarding thing to do. It was a chance for me to take the experience that I've uh, learned over the years and share it with the next generation and try to help them understand how this crazy entertainment industry works. And, and I helped a lot of kids get internships and jobs and that kind of thing. So that was a very rewarding, cool thing to do that was, in my wheelhouse, but very different than anything I'd done before, you know? Yeah. And then I also um, produced a TV show called Live at the Charleston Music Hall for PBS. And um, we did 11 episodes for season one, uh, which, which is all that's out there right now, season one. And you can find it on pbs.org under the name Live at the Charleston Music Hall. I love and, it. So what's the, are you gonna get back into it when uh, the pandemic has subsided? Maybe. Uh, we're look, we we, we got to go like on a sponsor search for season two, but if, if we can get a, we can land a good sponsor, I would easily make a season two. It's fun. Awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, if, uh, if we, if we, if we raise any money, David Giggles would be David proud Giggles. Yes. <laughs> brought to you by David Giggles. That would be amazing. <laughs> uh, if you're just happen. tuning in, uh, we're listening, we're talking with Mark Bryan, 
Are you in Charleston right now? Or is I am Charleston in Charleston. Right Charleston is yeah. your home. You're, you're, you're not, you're not moving. Are you, no. are you gonna, you're a lifer. You're not. I'm a lifer know. now. Yeah. I've been here 20 years and, uh, and I grew up in Maryland and right outside Washington, DC, came to school at the university of South Carolina, discovered Charleston and pretty much haven't left since. And so, um, yeah, this is home. And, and I was thinking about it because I was doing some, I built a new studio um, and uh, nothing crazy. It's, it's really nice, but it's just two rooms, and, you know, but I built it on my property that is in like the, the floodplain. And so I had to ask myself before spending the money on the studio is, hmm. do you really want to do this? And then I thought, well, where else am I going to live? Like, so what you do is you go and you do it right and you build it to, to stand up against the storms and you get the insurance and you yeah. just hang in there, you know, because otherwise I, I, I would have to move somewhere that I don't, I'd rather be here, you know, so right. that, that's kind of what I went through. And that, that, when I made that decision, that was where I was like, okay, I'm a lifer at this point. I'm not done. I'm, I'm done. I'm here. I planted my roots. Yeah. Cool. I think I, I'm, I might be wrong, but that's where you and uh, Darius started the, the band, right? Is, uh, we South started Carolina? the band in the dorm, literally in the dormitory at University of South Carolina. That's wild. Yeah. What's the uh, scene like comparable to when you started to where it is now? Interesting. Um, do you mean in South Carolina in general? Or yeah, like you... just like your yeah. overall sense of like how it was when you were like a young kid. Right, right. So now. we were in Columbia exclusively for like the first four, three years of the man, really. And there was a great, we just were there at the right time, like, there's this area called Five Points and they had two really good rock clubs that were called Rockefellers and Green Streets. And th both of those places were small clubs, reasonable size clubs that had national acts, you know, and Rockefellers would have all the heavy rock stuff like Black Flag and early Red Hot Chili Peppers. I saw all that kind of stuff. And then Green Streets would have sort of like, you know, uh, Lyle Lovett or when he was on his way up and uh, Doc Watson and Newgrass Revival and all this really cool, like Foster and Lloyd. We saw this alt country, Nancy Griffith. They would have all the really good alt country emerging artists, you know, that kind of thing. And so we got to see a lot of really great music. And then we, we started playing those clubs and selling them out by the time we were se our senior year, you know. And then we started kind of touring outside of the state. So it was a really cool time then. WUSC, the college radio station at, at Carolina, still exists at South Carolina. Oh, nice. Um, and uh, they would promote a lot of their shows. I was a DJ on the station. Um, there were a lot of cool bands that were coming up around the same time as us. So it was a really cool scene. Now, it's a, it's a little different. The venues are all different, and it's a little more spread out. This, that town has changed a lot as the university grew and expanded. Yeah. And so now there's these different sections of town, and some of them have venues and some don't, and it's kind of not as locked in as it used to be. Mm. That's the big difference. It's just sort of more spread out. I still think there's a lot of young talent, but I think anywhere you go now, a lot of the times you're finding the talent like uh, online as opposed to at shows. There's, there's like, I feel like there's like less bands and a lot more people making tracks in their room and, and yeah. you know, I mean, if you like look that. at, if you look at like Saturday night live, for example, the musical acts, I would say probably half of the musical acts got their hit, like doing like online stuff and like, right. doing, like band camp. Yeah. You know? I mean, that's how it's been for the last several years that uh, you can break yourself on YouTube now, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm not saying anything's wrong with it, but you were asking like the difference. I think that's one of the biggest differences. You're seeing a lot less just live bands going to doing their thing in the clubs. And you're seeing a lot more people come up with little video stuff, good songs still. 
yeah. good production, but they're doing it online and they're doing it on the computer. You know? And then you have, you know, the pandemic hits and like everything moves to online. It exacerbated like, it so much, man. Is it going to yeah. be, is it going to be that way going forward? Or are we going to get back into the music scene? Like, don't what? you have to think to some extent that all of this pandemic stuff's going to, there's going to be a spillover. I think there's going to be a lot more of this going on than there yeah. used to be. And, and for now we're doing it out of necessity, but as we get back to normal or whatever the new normal is, I think this will st stick around a lot. Yeah. You know, there'll be a lot of this still. Yeah, I think the like the the in person is still like everyone's still going to be like a little bit like I don't really know how to interact with people. Uh, or they'll say, you know, hey, I, wh why am I going to fly all the way to New York to do it when we just do it over Zoom? I know, I think and this sounds great. You know, like that. I mean, I would anytime uh, it's on the table when you're in New York or Colorado, <laughs> you are invited to be on the show in person. But like this Thank sounds you. amazing. You know, yeah, like, I mean, it works. It does. It does. It, you know. Yeah, so, I do miss uh, that in-person interview, yeah, though. You know, with the with the bands and the music. But you know what? You got to move on. I say, like, uh, evolve or dissolve. That's uh, right. That's right. We're hanging out with Mark Bryan, David Giggles. Uh, I got to ask you, how uh, how do you find uh, how do you find your hootie? Like, because I feel like you guys like you guys just gelled, and you're like, all right, <laughs> this is my guy. So like. For those looking, you know, like yeah, your, uh, your son, go to your, your Don Quixote, <laughs> how do you know? Like Dave and I, we, we got a thing going on, you know, like. <laughs> it may not be smoothie, but it's, it's there. It's David it's there. We've got a, uh, you know, wh what do you look for in sort of a creative partner and just kind of like a, a sidekick? Like, a, Man, you know? Okay, so I, I would never, I, the only way I can answer that question is by just like looking back on our story. And how that the, our pathway there's no way that i could have like walked into it knowing what to do or whatever. so so looking back on it my answer to your question is it was that we were never like especially early on it was never a like we never put pressure on ourselves to be this great thing or we were hanging out playing sports together betting on sports together you know going having beers together chasing girls doing the college guy yeah. thing and just having fun and then it just so happened we were pretty good at what we were doing. So we started playing shows on the weekends, but even that was like for fun, for side money, blah, blah, blah. So the next thing you knew, we were three or four years in and we were really tight as a band and as friends without ever having really put the pressure on ourselves to do, to, to be this great thing. And so I, I think a lot of it happened just because of that very naturally. And, um, and that created a really strong unit. So then when we did graduate and it was time to take it more seriously and go out there, we had that foundation that you can only have after being together for four years and, you know, slugging it out in the clubs and all that. So, yeah. And like a family, um, the band. Yeah. Family, yeah. And then it's just, and now it's 30 years after all that. And same thing on the last tour of like, we got together, we knew how big the tour was and we knew we were going to have to do a lot of rehearsing and get ready for the, but we took our time and enjoyed it. It, it brought our families and let everybody hang together and just made the most out of it. And I mean, that's again, you know, put, you put that up front, and and take some of the seriousness off the whole thing and keep the keep yeah. the fun of it up in the front and that's what we do like the friendships are sort of foremost you guys are still friends you guys still hang out you're not like i saw darius last night um i, I was out with a couple of buddies having dinner and he was at the table next to us having parties with, oh nice with uh mike golick mike golick was in town and they were having dinner next to us we hung out with them for a while last night it was great well, that's nice. great yeah. Is there uh, any plans for uh, when everything gets back together to go back on tour again or take no, I mean, years off? Yeah, we're not. We don't have anything on the books, but the way we discussed it at the end of the last project was like, hey, you know, when the time is right, we, we'll, we'll do it again. Everybody yeah. was, we really enjoyed it. Everybody yeah. really enjoyed it. So I mean, it was a huge tour. It was a great, it was a great huge tour. And, 
and bare naked ladies help make it so fun. I mean, they have the same camaraderie that we do. So we were able to kind of throw all that together and, and, you know, it just was as about much, as much fun as we could possibly have. <laughs> it's great. Awesome. Like reliving the dream, you know? Uh, yeah, exactly. So I, my, <laughs> my question to you would be this, what is like going on tour now with them? Like last time to the 2019 tour compared to when you were like 20, like what, what is like the big difference of like that? Were you able to take it slower? Well, I mean, the, the biggest difference was playing in front of like minimum 15,000 people every night. <laughs> that, that's just so mind blowing. You, like, there's nights where you can't see the end of the audience, you know? And, and so that level of uh, entertainment when you're playing to that many people is, is a very singular thing that you can't compare to anything else. Uh, whereas sort of slugging it out in the clubs like the early days, just like, you know, the, the nights run into each other. But these shows, are, it's so special when you're playing to that many people. And then there's this thing it, it, along those lines, the, our fan base was so genuinely excited that we were doing this, that it, it, it meant as much to them as it did to us or something. And you could really feel that and tell. And so that was something that we've never experienced before. You know, we had to win them over early on in our career. And now it was just a love fest, so yeah. to speak. Yeah, they're pretty... built in. They're built yeah. in, you know? Yeah, it's cool. so wild. I mean, I, I can't imagine being able to, like, to have that moment of just, like, looking and seeing people as far as you can see. It must get, have felt like, so You get permagrant. You get permagrant. Yeah, I, I mean yeah. it. You get this this permagrant thing, and you're like, oh, my God, I can't stop smiling. Yeah. Here. <laughs> That's amazing. It's That's amazing. Cool. And then you start playing the song, and everybody's singing back to you. And then, like, you'll, you'll see a couple singing together and then they they like they'll start hugging because they hear this certain line and then they're crying you know like there's all this kind of shit going on out there it's, it's amazing you're like watching people relive their moments through the music yeah the whole thing was like a big summer reunion tour kind of thing you know it like, felt like wild. a big reunion for everybody not just us for the fans you know for their like groups of friends getting back together and tailgating for the shows all that kind of stuff you know so cool yeah, was there any great. one moment that stands out for the from the tour that really like hits home um, let me think. Oh, well, you know, it's hard not to say Madison Square Garden. Yeah, that is. Uh, we that's got to do it. Yeah, we got to do two nights, and it was so well received. And um, and, and yeah, we had a lot, a lot of special guests, including Mike Golick. <laughs> 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 um, and uh, you know, so that was a really special moment playing MSG. And then on the other side, on the flip side of the country, we played uh, Hollywood Bowl for the first time. Oh, nice. And so I would say those were two of the biggest highlights. Yeah, yeah. We had played Madison Square Garden, but it had been 25 years. And then we had we had never played at Hollywood Bowl. So, I mean, those were, those were really special. It must be really cool to have, like, you know, like such a long career and, and still be, you know, in it and, like, still feeling it and still vibing it and still putting out albums. That's, that's, that's a very rare thing. It, it is. It's really cool. I mean, it's it's literally living the dream. And like I said, I, I've, I've tried some other stuff over the last few years, and there's other stuff I'm good at it, and I enjoy and I enjoy doing, but nothing to the level that I do this. Yeah. Just recording and, and playing live and just making music is by far the thing I'm most passionate about. You know. So cool. So cool. Yeah, uh, lucky. I'm lucky. Yeah, you you really are. You're living. But the I will dream, say man. this too: even if we hadn't had the success we've had, you know, I I know I'd still be doing this on some level just because of the how much how passionate I am about it. So right. um, I, I know that, and so yeah, I don't know. Just playing around going. South Carolina, whatever it takes, you know, whatever it takes, buddy. I've got two ideas. 
you you pick two. We either do a little game of show and tell, where you, you grab something off the back shelf there. It looks <laughs> like you have a really interesting back shelf. Or uh, would you mind playing a, a song for us if you feel so? Uh, Why don't we do both, man? I'll yeah. Grab all right. Your- all right. Good answer. Good answer. Yeah. Let's see. Uh, we think where do we start? Um, oh, I got. I know what to do. This is a good one. Good. <laughs> <laughs> you love show and tell on the radio this is great this is uh okay my friend steven fiore who actually wrote the song i'm gonna play that this is even more perfect i didn't perfect. even mean to do this he and i co-wrote the song that i'm about to do and um he uh booked with he booked a show with me down in um hilton head i want to say no it was like it's this town right next to hilton head called bluffton okay bluffton south carolina and he booked a show in this little room it's a little listening room and uh, it's called the roasting room. <laughs> and we, so he and I sold out the roasting room in Bluffton, South Carolina, and they gave us a bowling trophy. That's amazing. <laughs> nice. A bowling trophy for selling out the room. Was man. it just so. like, uh, so uh, you sold out, uh, I guess we'll give you this thing on the shelf right here. Here's the bowling <laughs> exactly. trophy. That's exactly there you go. What, it, what it felt like. So, uh, so that was Stephen Fiore and I, and so I'm going to play the song that he and I wrote together for Couldn't the new be album. Better. Couldn't uh, have wrote this better. I know, it's amazing. All right, so this, this song's called A Little More Rock and Roll. Sounding good? Sounds great. I remember the day Doesn't feel that long ago Friends, jackets, and cowboy boots And reverb on the drum Take me away Can you play me something that I know now A memory that'll take me back To where I come from Can you remind me How it was in the 90s Turning the dial till you finally Find your song on the radio. Something about drinking till you forget her. Electric guitars make everything better. Back then, country was a little more rock and roll. How's the mix? Don't get me wrong, the new sound is growing on me, but it just don't. Hit me quite the same Now I'm making a song Don't know where it's going But it sounds familiar Like an old flame Kind of reminds me How it was in the 90s Turning the dial till you finally Find your song on the radio Something about drinking till you forget her Electric guitars make everything better Back then, country was a little more rock and roll. Yeah, back then, country was a little more rock and roll. Now my friends sing along to the sound of the coming of age.
Can you remind me how it was in the 90s? Turning the dial till you find me. Find your song on the radio. Something about drinking till you forget her. Electric guitars make everything better. Back then, country was a little more rock and roll. Yeah, can you remind me how it was in the 90s? Turning the dial till you finally find your song on the radio. Something about drinking till you forget her. Electric guitars make everything better. Back then, country was a little more rock and roll. Yeah, back then, country was a little more rock and roll. Mark Bryan. Uh, truer words could never have been more spoken than electric guitars make everything sound better. You're damn right, buddy. They do. Midlife Priceless was out on April 2nd, 2021. And uh, yeah, we got about like 30 more, 30 minutes. This was good. This, this is a good halftime. I like that. That was a good, uh, <laughs> I always like, I like to check the, in with uh, our guests and be like, how are you feeling? How's everything going? You know? That 30 minutes went by very quickly. So that means that we're having fun. Yeah. And I like uh, when you were playing the the little head from the bowling guy was just right in the corner. <laughs> he was right at the top. Seeing the whole thing. Strategically placed. Yeah. Yes. Um, one uh, question uh, I have because I feel like that song really kind of embodies like a, a a throwback to to the younger years of listening to music. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and it's very unique to you, which is very interesting because like I was, I was today, I was listening to like post Malone and he covered, um, only one. Yeah, exactly. And, and like, it, it just is like, it's such a great ode to an old, you know, like your old music and like all that stuff. And it's really cool because he's getting it out to a younger generation. Yeah, I and, totally agree. It's, yeah. It's so fun. And how um, do you feel about today's music? That's where I, gotta, I was going. Yeah, what's your question, oh, well, Dave? What's your question? I know, but I, I got to tell you about that song and and why it's making you feel the way it does, like how it's connected to sort of me and all that. So uh, when we were doing the Hootie Project in Perfect Circle, um, we delivered the album and, and started the tour and Capital Nashville said to us, hey, we, we really would like a, it's a country single to use for country radio. And we didn't, we thought we had a couple like that for the album, but they wanted something like explicitly country radio. And we were like, well, you know, we don't really do that. <laughs> so, uh, you know, let's look, let's look for some more songs. We had already gone through like 70 songs and recorded 18, you know, but we were like, okay, let's go through and find some more songs. So we did this very short stack of songs looking for this country single. And one of the things I did was call Steven Fiore, my buddy and say, because I know how, what a great writer he is. He used to tell me, he's like, He's like, man, I, I secretly want to write like a Lady Annabellum number one. I'm like, dude, I, you know, you're a great writer. You probably could do it. And so when we got this challenge of like, hey, we need a, a hootie country song for country radio, I called Stephen and told him that. This was the song he sent me. He wrote this for the hootie and the blowfish fans. He wrote a little oh. more rock and roll to basically, he was talking to the hootie fans for us. Like he was like, this is what you need to say to your fans, you know? And so he wow. nailed it. And when I heard it, I felt it very strongly. I was like, this, this will connect with our fans. And, but it also happened that we got the Chris Stapleton song, Hold On. So we ended up cutting that and that ended up being our single. 
and it went on the album and everything. But Little More Rock and Roll was, you know, probably second behind that, you know. So the song means a lot to me. And I know that Steven wrote it with us and our fans in mind. And that makes it really special. That's really yeah. cool. I had to say, if you haven't seen the music video, check out the music music video because it's like it's you hanging out in your element. That's what I love about it. It was like it's you and you can see South Carolina. You can see kind of like the roots that you've laid down in this place. And it kind of brings you back. I don't want to age myself, but I grew up on your music. So well, you know, it, it, does, like, and, and, <laughs> it does. And I'm glad you said that because there's also a lyric video. And the lyric video has all this old footage of being in the Hootie van back in like 1992. Oh, nice. Uh, so uh, look up both videos. Look up the real oh. video and the lyric video for this, for a little more rock and roll. It's, it's some pretty entertaining stuff. So very cool. You, uh, for this album, you kind of released singles throughout the, the year. What was the uh, kind of thinking behind that? So I knew that I wanted to, you know, so... In this Good day question, age, Dave. Good question. Yeah, in this day and age, you go, oh, I, 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 I want to make an album, but how do you release an album anymore? Because nobody seems to care about the actual album. It's like such a single-driven market, right? So, uh, but I knew I had an album's worth of songs, so I had, I had to think about how do I want to do this. So uh, we set the release date way out ahead, and then started dropping singles to lead up to the release date, and then that the idea behind that is to get people excited about them being all together in one place on an album if you just drop the album and you don't put out any and you don't they don't know about the songs they're not going to be excited about it but if they've heard five or six of the tracks already and they're very excited about them then you got a much better chance of people paying attention to an actual album so that was the thinking behind it and then um also just if you anytime you have a song that you're releasing you know putting attaching video to it sort of gives it a new life yeah. Um, and so that was part of my idea too, was I want to give not just one song, like one single that I want to give six songs that kind of life where they have their own video and a bunch of content around them. So I just went to work hard on that and um, started working with some friends and directors down here in Charleston that I knew were talented. And um, we, we started coming up with a bunch of content. And so that was, that's, I feel like the way to approach things in this day and age is like content is king and the more you have the better. And so that, that was sort of, to answer your question, but the lead up I felt like was the way to introduce people to the album. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a great answer. That's a great yeah. answer. And I, think I got a question. To... Hold on, Dave. Yeah, no, Hold go on. For, I'm going to raise my hand. I'm gonna raise I was going to uh, plug the album. I was just going to okay, plug, plug the, the album. album. <laughs> I was going to say that Midlife Priceless Priceless is out, out everywhere. And then also you're having an uh, album release celebration June 18th, I saw. Yeah, there's a big, great beach club down here in Charleston called the Windjammer, and um, I'm going to do a, a, a Windjammer show on, on the 18th, so I'm excited. That's really cool. Yeah, man. All right, so you go, fun. Go I'd like to go. Questions. All right, here's my question. Uh, you've, you've taught music for about, you know, 10 years, and, like, it seems like nowadays there's, like, a, a hit generation. It's like you can become this famous star by, you know, releasing this crazy music video, and you have a catchy tune, and... Uh, what do you tell the kids like now or like anybody who's really studying music to, to, to kind of like look for and like look towards and how do you tell I, them to be like, Hey, uh, here's how you work as a musician, you know? So, like, yeah. So the, 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 I think the way to approach it is that it's, you, it's a marathon. 
uh, and you look at it as if it's what you really love to do, then you make, then you say, okay, I'm just, I'm going to look at this long term and I'm going to keep doing it. And then over this marathon, over this time, there's going to be times where you connect and your song connects and you are up here with your career and you maybe get a song on a TV show or movie soundtrack, or you get a cool opening slot for somebody. And then there's going to be other times where you're in between albums and there's no money coming in and you're going to be below the line. But if you're looking at it long term, then it, it's, it's kind of a, it's, it's a marathon, not a sprint. And so that's the way to look at it. And then you say to yourself, how do I, I have to be smart about trying to make these things happen. How, you know, how do I, and so you, you really work on your strengths, whatever that may be. And you, and you, you work to connect your music to a fan base that can bring your career to, to a better place. And you just keep working at it. And there's going to be times where it works and going to be times where it doesn't. <laughs> and so I, I just try to get people to look at it like that. Like it's a long-term thing, not just one thing, like trying to get a record deal or something like that. It's not all about that. You know, yeah. and I think there's a misconception uh, for people like that, that, that they think you, it all is going to happen overnight and that kind of thing. And so, so I think the long-term thing is a way to, to go if it's something you really love to do. Especially like when you look at most most like celebrated bands of history like um, many people don't recognize that like they people people just look at it and go oh the the hoodie and the blowfish became huge overnight when they released the album but you guys were touring for years and years and years and years oh yeah yeah it's all about that so true sounds like you had a good college gig sounds like like college was good to you you know like it really was (laughs) i I mean so when I went home in the summers to Maryland, I was doing like blue collar landscaping and all kinds of stuff like that. But when I get, when I get back to school, I never had a job in Columbia, South Carolina, not once, never took a job, just played. We, we did hootie shows almost every weekend. And most of them were by demand. We, we had to go out and hustle some up too. But we like, once we started getting out and playing, the frats and sororities would all hire us for their mixers and all, you know, and they pay, they paid well, you know? Yeah. So the next thing you knew, we, we didn't really need jobs. We, you know, it was like better to commit our time to those things and make get, it's better money. I, I, I took some notes last night. I wrote this down. It was sort of like a question, but sort of a comment. Uh, what can you tell me about Bama bangs? I don't know what that means. You don't know what that means. Oh, I, okay. It's a, it's a hairstyle. And it's the uh, the swoof. Maybe, oh, maybe you guys sort of Bama bangs. Maybe you guys took it. <laughs> Bama bangs is like the this the swoop. It's gotcha. the hairstyle that I think is popular now. Maybe you guys took a hiatus when it really uh, got popular. Yeah, so, no, I don't know. I wrote yeah. it down. And I want. I had notes, and I wanted to it, ask you. Darius so, uh, had like the Eddie Murphy um, Philly fade going in the early days, and then I ha- I just had a mop, and then I shaved it all off, and so did Dean. Right when we got huge everybody in the band and crew decided to like shave their head and so i'm on the cover of rolling stone with a with a uh flat top <laughs> that's hilarious i know man it's just like, i have a, I have great hair and i'm on the cover of rolling stone with a freaking shaved yeah. flat top yeah uh, <laughs> what were we thinking i don't know you weren't you were just going with it that's really yeah. what it's all about oh there she is a little one Oh man, I would uh, love to hear another song if you were if you were up for it. Who who's who has joined us? Uh, the little one of three. I I muted. This is uh, I won't say she's my favorite, but she's one of my favorites. I have three favorites, Aww. and uh, this is my youngest. And I'm gonna Hi. pause that here. Hold on a second. Here, get upstairs. 
one minute. All right. Awesome. Yeah, she's my, uh, she's like, she's special. You know, I mean, they're all special. Like, you got kids. They're all. I yeah. do. I was going to play play one for her, but that's okay. Oh. Uh, it doesn't matter. It doesn't she's matter. into you YouTube. Know, Sorry. Not, YouTube. Not yeah. It's gonna... I'm just going to dedicate it. <laughs> I'll hear it. I'll, I'll listen. All right. So uh, I'll do. I'm really uh, excited. Since, Sorry. Since I, was you... talk, oh, you're, <laughs> since I was talking about let your soul light shine, I'll do that one. Oh, nice. I'm going to take the headphones off and set them on the desk. Okay. Uh, that'll so probably be pretty good. I won't be able to hear you. Uh, so just go like this if you need me. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mark Bryan, markbryanmusic.com. Everything I ever tried to be, shaking down, stripped away from me. Makes you question everything a man believes. It's hard to know who to call a friend. Knock me down, I'm bouncing up again. How much further can my body bend? Lord, I can't carry it alone. Trying to walk that line. Take my pride and bury it. Let my soul light shine. Let your soul light shine, yeah. Got a lot hanging over me. It never goes how you think it's gonna be, but you can't wait for someday to be free. better way to live lost souls gonna stay adrift till you find something yourself you got nothing to give lord i can't carry it alone trying to walk that line take my pride and bury it let my soul light shine let your soul light shine. Let your soul light shine. Let your soul light shine. Wheel spinning in the salty air. Write it down, let me take you there. Always looking for something we can share. Lord, I can't carry it alone. Trying to walk that line. Take my pride and bury it. Let my soul light shine. Let your 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 soul light shine. Shine, shine. Let your soul light shine, shine, shine. 
markbryanmusic.com. Thanks, buddy. I was going to see you. if Dave could uh, wait till the note, you know, no. totally went away, but he oh, he doesn't on. he doesn't Let's wait. He... You're going to see if Dave can do what? I was going to I was going to say I always I always like to see if Dave will wait until the note finally like, you know, clears out know. to, to come back in. Waiting. But he, I he have a hard on. time waiting. If there's a, there's a slight pause, I'm just like, uh, markbryanmusic.com. You get you know, plug <laughs> exactly. in there, you do what you got to do. I think I've always thought a good DJ waits till the end of the song. True. It actually fits. I was, I was, I, I have cut off many of uh, musicians on our show, like in the middle of the song. And I then have a request. Yeah. Yeah. I have to yeah. do something weird. Yeah. Um, well, it's not that weird, but can I go turn my oven off? Yes, yes you yeah, can. Of course yeah. you can. Okay, cool. <laughs> you going to take us with you? Even yeah, yeah, let's get a tour. Let's get a tour. You can look at the apartment while I'm. Oh, while that's a nice apartment. Yeah. All right, we got some Ramones posters on the wall. Oh, it's like a loft style, like oh, very like uh, open floor plan. Yeah, like it looks like a cool oh, place to hang out. Yeah, big old. Couch this is all over. Sectional. We're coming down. We're coming down, Mark. We're gonna do it. I'll see you in two days. All right, what else have we got in the room? David, we got some guitars, ukuleles on the wall. And I'm back. <laughs> we were just describing your room. We got some was the ukuleles. We got some uh, guitars. Yeah. I think I saw some John Lennon poster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Here's what yeah, I'll cool. say. I feel like if we were to go to a party at Mark's house, we might be the last to leave. You'd be like, all right, you guys got to go. You guys got to go. Because here's what happens. We, we get into all this. Ooh, the records. And, and then it's over, you know. What are you listening Never. to right now, Mark? What is it? What is your go-to? Here's on the stack. Let's see. Let's go through the stack right here. Um, I like this. This is good. A, this, I don't know where this came from, but this is a Cracked Review DVD. Thing. Oh, this is the... This must be that re-release, the 25th anniversary thing that came out last two summers ago. And then this is the test pressing for Midlife Priceless. Oh, nice. <laughs> Very nice. And then I love what's on top of the pile right here. A little, what is the English beat? Oh, nice. I saw them a couple of years ago. They were great. Great record. Um, let's see. And then we watched the Bee Gees uh, documentary recently. Oh, so. That was great. That was pull, great. I pulled this. Out. I've had this album since high school, and so I pulled it out when, once I once we watched the documentary. Uh, and then I'll do one more because this is a great local band called Susto. Susto. S, S U S T O. And if you haven't heard of them, I'd highly, highly recommend them. With a double yeah. rainbow on the cover. Yeah, I they have three it. or three or four albums out, and they're great. Susto. S U S T O. Yeah. I'm going to listen to them. There you go. I, I love this. See, show and tell is fun. Show and tell is like fun. You, you should bring like. I say adult show and tell, but like, uh, you know, like you should bring it back, you know, because I got a ton of stuff I, mean, I won't get into it, but I got, I, got, I got lots of like, you know, just memories, just random stuff you just collect over the years that remind you of places, you know? Exactly. Yeah. Didn't you guys love like during the pandemic, you were like watching the news or whatever, and then like all of a sudden there'd be like some really important person on with like behind you, you see this like terrible stuff on their counter or whatever, like, or just they do the worst view of their apartment yeah. or house or whatever, you know, like yeah. half a picture, you know, in the half the frame. <laughs> I think that might've been my favorite thing in the pandemic. Yeah. And it's looking like the secretary into, of state, you know? Yeah. Looking into people's <laughs> homes and seeing what like they decide to put behind them is like exactly. fascinating. It's fun. Yeah. I've got, I've got like you half got put there. up like sound, soundproofing panels. And I was just like, it's going to look good. Once I really deck it out, it'll really look nice. I like that you're using curtains and drapes as soundproofing. I think that is the best looking option. It looks great. Yeah. I feel like you're, I feel like you're joking. Bro. No, I feel I'm like not. you're, I, <laughs> I you look like I'm in my basement, man. I'm I in, I'm like hanging out. <laughs> I have a studio and I have to do it. And so, you know, I, I feel like that's the best looking option. 
Yeah. You know? Right. Exactly. And then the drapes kind of like dead in the sound. So you're, you're winning both, both, on both fronts. You can't go wrong. I got a question. One more question. Uh, if you're just tuning in, if you are Mark Bryan, uh, how did you find the name of the band? And I know this might've been asked before, but how did you be like, all right, that's it. That's it. That's the name. That's it. Uh, Darius and I were called the Wolf brothers and we were just doing acoustic shows. And, uh, he was in a choir with the university and he had two friends, one of which he nicknamed Blowfish and the other he nicknamed Hootie based on their looks. Um, and so it was just nicknames. And so it was right around the time that we were talking about getting Dean to come play bass and start in band with this thing. And he goes, and, and then those two walked into a party together and he's like, hey, Hootie and the Blowfish. He's like, oh, that'd be a cool name for a band. And I was like, sure, <laughs> like not thinking anything would ever come from it. You know, it's like my thinking was like, it doesn't really matter what we're called, but let's go for it, you know. Yeah. And and then once like we got out of school, we were getting out of college. We were like, this name kind of sucks. We should think about <laughs> changing it. And so we started going down that road of like, what would we do to change it? And we couldn't we couldn't even come close to anything better. And we were also already known as that at least around south carolina sure, sure. a little bit so it kind of would have been stupid to change it at that point right. so we were stuck with it <laughs> we were stuck with it at that point it's so wild and then it becomes like part of the lexicon like i was right you know it's like i was so watching a, a key and peel the other day where they they do yeah. a whole cootie and the blowfish bit like it, right. it's so thank god we didn't change our name right, know, I mean. right? <laughs> it's so wild yeah. i'm gonna throw one your way tell me what you think of it uh, give me a one to ten score Jazzed reflux. Terrible. <laughs> Terrible. He tries to pass it. He tried. He's he's told this to many other musicians, Wait, and he thinks about, one one person's going to be like, "Yes, I love it." What about placid reflux? That's better. That's I way better. Like, that. like Lake Placid, or like when so, was, was, all right, placid, all right, just or placid, placid calm, or flaccid. Flaccid reflux. reflux. <laughs> That's the one right there, dude. <laughs> Reflux. No, jazzed, jazzed. Oh, no, terrible. Flaccid reflux. That's good. That's good. That's the one. Flaccid reflux. Flaccid reflux. Flaccid reflux. That's the one. If you go out on tour again, you could use that. You could have that. It's all yours. I love it. I no, watch I, it. If, I'm if I saw him, I'm going to claim it. that's like the new, you know, medical issue I have. I, uh, yeah, uh, unfortunately, I'm dealing with a nasty case of flaccid reflux. <laughs> <laughs> it's perfect. That's so good. Oh man! All right, uh, we're gonna end it. We're gonna end it there. No, that was good. <laughs> Perfect. That's awesome. I, I could end it right there if, if we're cool. Um, oh, yeah. No, it's, uh, that, yeah. that was great. I had a blast. So I, I think Dave should play a song. Need. I think Dave should play a song. <laughs> I will, I will show you one thing. This, yeah, is, uh, this is my dad's guitar. Oh, cool. Uh, it's uh, been passed down, and uh, now it uh, resides right next to me, no farther than a couple feet away from me at all times. So That's cool, man. Yeah. That's very cool. You got to look at uh, Yeah. You know, keepsake from the family definitely out of it too that's really cool yeah definitely um yeah, man markbryanmusic.com thank you so much for stopping by man i really yes, appreciate thank it thank you for having me what a blast like I, that's that the fastest 50 minutes of my life it felt like five minutes so that means we yeah. had a blast good i'm thank really you. glad again you're more than welcome to come by anytime you got a new album coming out hit us up you in New we York? We got ten more minutes. Colorado. If you want to hang, if you want to have like a post show, like I want to do one, like a cool do one more song. I want to yeah. do. Uh, oh yeah, we yeah, just put cool a down. song on uh, Americana radio all over the country. So I'm. Well oh play yeah, that, let's do that. that Perfect. But I'll tell you, I, I co-wrote it with my buddies Wyatt Durrett and Philip Lamons, and um, 
and Wyatt Durrett co-wrote all the Zach Brown songs that you know uh, with with Zach, and he also wrote Crazy Beautiful for Luke Combs, which is like song right. of the year. If you well, he lives in Charleston now. Oh, cool. And so we got together and wrote this song, and then he came and sang it with me on the record. He's not here right now to do the duet. So, but anyway, when you hear it, that's why that you're hearing on the song. Would you right, like me to sing on. with you? No, yes, please sing, sing along. <laughs> <laughs> Beautiful. When the lines on the road are putting lines on your face. That's time telling you that there's no time to waste. Keep standing your ground, even when you don't belong. Always hang a ride when you get to wrong. Taking a ride wherever it leads me, keeping it light and taking it easy. Forever around, if ever you need me, you can't fly till you let go. You never shoot yourself in the foot from the hip if you never have the gun in your hand. There's no getting around the same round trip. Die young as late as you can. Taking a ride wherever it's leading. Keeping it light and taking it easy. I'll be around if ever you need me. Where it all ends, nobody knows. There ain't no wrong way, believe me. You're doing it right if you're still breathing. Like a bird on wire, facing a breeze. You can't fly till you let go. You can't fly till you let go. There is good in everything, but it don't last long. Anything that's any good is good as gone. Taking a ride wherever it's leading, keeping it light and taking it easy. I'll be around if ever you need me. Where it all ends, hell, nobody knows. There ain't no wrong. Way, believe me, you're doing it right if you're still breathing. Like a bird on wire, facing a breeze. You can't fly till you let go. You can't fly till you let go. That was beautiful. Well, it wasn't going to be I, me. It wasn't going to be me. Be you. <laughs> Once right. I banged the guitar neck on the desk, you're allowed of to talk. Right? Yeah. That's <laughs> the way it works. You were like, how's the mix? During the how's the mix? Like, I love how's it. the mix? <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Great. There's nothing we can do about it right now. Great. great. Amazing. All right. I've got one little statement and then one little uh, question before we close this out. Uh, okay. The last time I saw Dave was almost two years ago. Uh, he was my wedding date. I took him to a, a, one of my buddy's weddings. And he was a great wedding date. It was great. It was up in Vermont. We hung out. They, they were big fish, fit, uh, fish heads, fish fans. Sure. I don't know if you can really dance to fish <laughs> on the dance floor, but you know what? We had a great time. We had, we had a really good time. Uh, 
my my question to you is you have you ever has you have you ever played a wedding and do you have a good like wedding band story uh, yes we played a wedding early on in our career for a former university of south carolina student who loved the band y'all come play our wedding up in greenwood y'all come play our wedding and it you're like background music three quarters of the time yeah. you have to like learn a specific song for that and that just was not our speed so like <laughs> i remember right after that show this is the funniest part about the way so right after that show Darius like we're not doing any more weddings <laughs> and so the next wedding we did we got paid an astronomical amount of money for and that was the only reason we did it and it I mean, probably, they get to say Hootie and the Blowfish played my wedding. So. Yeah, well, and, and it was probably you know, 15 years after the first one we did, and we'd never played another wedding again until the price was just too high to say no. Exactly. I mean, that, <laughs> you can't say no. When I mean, that's, you what you, that's how it works, right? It is how it works. We all have our limit, but uh, that was and amazing. Even, and even at that one, the one where they paid us an astronomical fee, they put the they they spent a whole bunch of money on their wedding and they put the stage across a pond from the party. And so, so you weren't we even like, around anybody. We played our whole set and the people were like 35, 40 yards away. You know? That's <laughs> um, really some of them were like moving and dancing maybe a little, but you know, God, it was. Yeah. When you're that far away, you're like, what is going on over there? Yeah, is that the, for us? Or is that like exactly right. something else? Is that another party? Yeah. Is that, it's gotta be right. <laughs> Oh man. Oh, Mark, thank you so much, man. And like, yeah. it was a real pleasure. And like, and the idea that like the album that you were a part of was the 12th best selling album of all time. That is a huge accomplishment. Congratulations to you. Congratulations to you on all your new albums. I, I listened to them all day. I was grooving to them. You have a great ability to write a, a sing along song. I really, thank you, appreciate man. I really that. appreciate that. That's, that's really awesome. awesome. That means a lot, dude, and uh, and thank you for letting me come on and play some songs. And uh, I love it. I love. I it. got my second shot today, and I was worried I was going to be like Ooh. feeling sick, or you know. But for, so good, so far, so good. Yeah, so, it's. A, I think it's the overnight. Just be careful on the overnight. Drink a lot okay. of water. I think you'll be I'll do okay. It. I'll do yeah. it. Yeah, this was special. Right, I gotta. I, I gotta say. Oh, go for it. Go. Yeah. You gotta go. No, right? you, gotta, okay, you gotta do go. this all day. You will do this all day. <laughs> If you let uh, it, you're good, man. You're good. <laughs> no, this was special. I, I, you know what? I can't wait to hang out with you in person. Uh, thanks for spending the hour with us. We, Dave and I like to give our like closing statements and this is our closing. So thank you for spending the hour with us. You didn't know what you were getting into, but I feel like you had a good time. And uh, if you're ever out in Colorado, if you're ever out in New York, give us a call. We'll be front row at one of your shows. I'll tell you right oh, there. Man, thanks. And I, that makes me think, you know, give me a reason to come out. Let's let's, let's book a show, put a show together. I'll come out and play. We can have it. That would be amazing. Right. Not yeah. a wedding. Not a wedding. Not a wedding. <laughs> Not a wedding. <laughs> All right. Yeah, exactly. MarkBrianMusic.com. Thank you so much, man. Thanks, guys. We'll really see you next it. time. Cheers. Later. Hello. Dave and Giggles on Radio Free Brooklyn.
show that is Dave and Giggles on Radio Free Brooklyn. 